in our last week of, um, of At The Movies, and I hope you've had fun. I hope you've been encouraged. I, I had a Coca-Cola in my hand, um, but when your CrossFit coach goes to your church, he basically almost took it from me. And so I didn't want him to punk me in church, so I just gave it to his wife. And um, apparently, if you're the wife, if you're the wife of the owner of the CrossFit gym, you can drink Coke. <laughs> but if you go there, you can't. So um, we're gonna look at a movie today uh, called Inside Out. Before we show you some clips of that movie, what we've been doing, if it's your first time, is we'll show some clips of this movie Inside Out, and I'll talk a little bit and share some scripture, and I'll show another clip and I'll talk and share some scripture with you. But what we believe is this: that you can basically see God in a lot of things. You can kind of walk and you can be around places. You can go outside today and I, I passed by a dog park when, when, I, when, when you came here today. You can be out in, in, in creation or you can be on your phone and see pictures of, of animals, see pictures of, of, of awesome um, landscape. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. They went to the Grand Canyon, I think it was last, last summer. And they were explaining to me that I said, man, it really doesn't even, you really can't even get your, get your mind around it. It's kind of a, kind of a, a crazy thing. And so um, we just believe we can see God a lot. So when you're watching movies, you actually can see remnants you can see some, some things that we can apply to our lives that, that, look, that look like they're positive, they're encouraging. So we want to pull some clips from these movies and we want to tie some scripture to them and we want to apply them to our lives. And um, I had a good week this week. I hope you've had a good week this week. I hope when you leave today that you feel like you were super, super encouraged. I did a wedding today. I did a wedding this week and I don't want to give any names. They're here today um, because it was a secret of wedding. And um, I've done some weddings before. I've done some small weddings before. And some of you guys will go, I had a small wedding. My sister, when I did it, I was a part of my sister's wedding. She had 30 people at her wedding. So basically it's like saying almost none of my friends got invited. Basically, that's what that's like. You know, it's like, you know, so you really, it was a real secret of wedding, so it was 30. And then one time I did a wedding at Crane's Roost. It was a, a husband and a wife, and it was a, 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 their twin kids, and it was two people and, and a, a few other friends, maybe about six or seven people there for that wedding. But this week wasn't was an all-time new for me. I did a wedding today with the, with the bride and the groom, and um, it was their two best friends, and, and it was me. It was just five people. And um, it was cool, and we did it in their new construction home. You can't, be, you can't make this stuff up, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it was a new construction home, and so um, I, we just, I just had a good week, some unique, I love doing uni- unique things like that. I'm, I love doing weddings, I love hanging out with people. Anytime we're with people, I like them, so I've got a good time to, to know this family. And like, I got pictures, but I didn't wanna post them because I, I don't want anybody else to know they didn't get invited, it was just me, you know. I, I'm kinda, bra- right now I'm just bragging to you guys about it, but you can't really brag on social media because I don't want their friends to be like, I hate you, you didn't invite me, and so. But anyways, I hope you've had a great week today. I hope, you, I hope today when you leave here, you leave encouraged, and, and that's what we wanna do. We wanna be a church that encourages and inspires people by God's word, and, and we wanna see lives change for forever and ever and ever and ever. And so this week, we're gonna talk about emotions. And if I would've posted on social media, some of you guys would be like, ah, I, I shouldn't have came. I don't want anybody talking about my emotions. You mind your business, you know? Let someone talk about your emotions, and you're gonna be like, you watch your mouth. And some of you guys in here today, you, you, if you're smart, if you're married, or you're sitting to the person that you like, when I start talking about emotions, don't be nudging the person next to you. Don't be like, he's talking to you, babe, because you got emotions too, or you don't have emotions, but you don't wanna get in the doghouse while you're in church. That's just about, I mean, it's safe. They can't beat you up in church. <laughs> we have security guards that will escort them out. Um, but the point is, you don't wanna get beat up in church, but we're gonna talk about emotions today. And if we're honest, we're all, we're all emotional beings. How we deal with our emotions is one thing, but nonetheless, we're all, we're all emotional beings. God has put emotions in us. Emotions have, have evolved so much to the point now where a guy actually designed some things called emojis that reflect our emotions. And here's the deal, if you text today, and if you text in 2017, and if you don't use an emoji, <laughs> you're missing out. And um, I, I, how many of you guys, you're, you've, like, you've graduated from emojis and you're using GIFs? 
How many of you guys are using them? I'm boycotting the GIFs thing. I'm, I'm boycotting them. I don't know why I am. I just feel like I should boycott them, you know? And they're cute when you send them. And I think it's funny when you send them, but I'm, I'm boycotting them. I'm, I'm sticking old school with the emojis. And, um, but these emojis are everything, you know? If my Dinah texts me and says, hey, can you bring home dinner? And if I put, yeah, that's rude. But if I put, yeah, you know, a heart emoji, kissy face, that's like, oh, he's so excited to go to the grocery store. <laughs> Am I excited to go to the grocery store? Absolutely not. But those emojis say that I'm excited to go to the grocery store, you know? And, and if you don't, Dinah's, Dinah in our marriage, she's let me know that sure is not a good thing. If I say sure, it's basically that I might as well have said no. And so I, don't, I try not to use the word sure. And it's a little bit hypocritical because she did text me the other day and she did use the word sure, but I'm not judging her for that, you know? And so, but the word sure though, you gotta tag some emojis to it. Hey, you wanna go to dinner tonight, hon? you know, smiley face, winky, you know, kissy lips, you know, and you have to do that. My dad, um, my dad uses the emojis and he always sends um, those red lipsticks, like he, red lips. I'm like, it's creepy dad that you're sending the red lips. And it's, but he sends them and it's like, cool. And it, it's in a group message. So I guess it makes it a little bit less weird, but we, if we have to use these, these emojis to communicate the emotion. If we just put, yeah, it's, that's not okay. We need to tag a, a, an emoji, emoji to it, maybe the nervous face, or how many, some of you guys use the winky and uh, a winky face, or I use the fist bump. You'll notice to me, I, I send the fist bump a lot, but because I'm black and I'm white, I have to send two fists. <laughs> I can't just send one fist. I send two fists. You can ask anyone I send the fist bump. It's, it's coming with both, and what's cool is usually people catch on to it, and so I'll have people that will send me a fist bump, and they'll send me a fist bump from, from them, and then they'll, they'll attach another fist bump in there, one for me, and they have, it's kind of weird for me. I had to figure out which color emoji I was, and that's a whole nother level, and so hopefully you figure that out, and if you're sending emojis to people that you don't know, you have to, for me, I have to send the yellow emoji because I don't really know them well. Clearly, I'm not yellow, but I don't want to make sure it's not weird at all because I don't know them well, but... We are these emotional people. We are these emotional people and, and we have to deal with our emotions. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, uh, verse 4, for every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against this world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Let me read that, read that verse again. I, I added some extra there. But First John chapter 5, that verse says, For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. The only way to win it in this world is not, the, the goal in life is not to be emotional and to be all about our emotions, but it's our faith that should guide us. It's our faith that should lead us. It's our faith that should help us have the right direction. It's our faith. Everything is contingent, really. Our whole world is, is based around our, our, our faith. I talk to a lot of people and they use the word faith. And when we use the word faith, we're talking about relationship with Jesus, the creator of the universe, God of the universe, the guy that sent the world in motion. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He goes, I believe in, I believe in God, but I also, in, I also believe in evolution. I said, do tell. <laughs> I got my notepad out and like, dude, tell me. He's like, I believe God sent the motion. I believe God created everything and then he just let it go. And he just let it begin to evolve. And we believe that God's created the universe. He has a plan for this world. And we have to, we have to, be, we have to live by faith, not by emotions. Now, emotions in here today, they're not a bad thing. I don't you think, oh man, they're emotions. But when you're led by emotions, that could be a bad thing. You know, there's some things out there that are, there's some really good things out in this world but too much of them can hurt you, can, can destroy you. Is stuff bad? Absolutely not. 
but too much of it can, can mess you up. Relationships are good, but bad relationships can, can, mess you, can mess you up, you know? You name it, you know, like you can find something you like in this world, but too much or excess of it can really mess you up. And we're called to be lived, we're called to live by faith, not live by our emotions. Your emotions should not be in the driver's seat. Your emotions should not be in the driver's seat. You can type that in your, in your notes there in the YouVersion app or take a picture of it, but your emotions should not be in the driver's seat. When your emotions are in the driver's seat, sometimes they will take you places that you don't wanna go <laughs> and they'll drop you off and leave you there. And there's no way for you to get back. I, uh, I, have, a, I have a six-year-old, some of you guys that have been coming to our church for a while, you know I have a six-year-old, I have a nine-year-old and I have a six-year-old and I have two and a half-year-old twins. And I'm at that stage in life where some of you guys can relate with me where now I'm having my kids or ask me if they can drive. Dad, can I drive? My six-year-old, can I drive? And of course, because I wanna be a good, good father and a good dad and a sweet dad and a nice dad, I say, yeah, get on my lap. You know, it gets a little bit complicated when my nine-year-old wants to drive. I'm like, you know, you guys, it just, it's, it's a little bit different. It's just different. So I tried to, you know, and now I've got my two and a half year old in the back saying, I don't drive, I don't drive, I don't drive. I don't want my six year old to drive because he can't see over the wheel. He can't, I'll tell him, hey, turn your blinker on. Hey, actually I'll have the accelerator, but like, hey, I'm gonna slow down. Or I'll say, hey, turn the wheel. And I've taught him to, when we, when the, once the car straightens out, just let go of the wheel and it'll straighten itself back out as it hit, hit, the, hit the gas. But when your emotions drive it, you can, you can get wrecked up pretty bad. I let Trip drive the other day and I'm getting more and more comfortable with it and he just ate the curb, just checked. I thought he was away from it, but he was just, just poof. So Armando, I need you to look at that my car soon about that. <laughs> I haven't told you yet because I'm embarrassed, but he just wrecked the curb and I was just afraid to look at it. I think it was just cosmetics, but our emotions should not be in the driver's seat. Today's movie is Inside Out and we're gonna watch some things from this clip, that, from, from this movie that I think can, can kind of help us. It's all about emotions and Riley and her emotions. But basically, if you've seen just this one part, this is the, this is the intro of the movie, this sets it up. So basically this little girl, Riley, is you go through this movie from the time she's a baby when things are smiley and they're happy and 30 seconds later, things change. But we watched the course of her going from zero to about 13 and 14, and I've made it thus far with kids up to nine. I'm not ready for the next two years. I, feel, I fully grasp that, <laughs> totally, totally get that. And those of you guys that have survived kids up until they're 11, 12, and to 20 and 30, God bless you and you've made it and you're doing an awesome job and I'm proud of you for making it thus far. But I know this, that we live lives, if we're not careful, we can be so driven by our emotions. Today we can be happy, tomorrow we can be sad, the next day we can be in fear, the next day we can be another emotion, and we live these lives going back and forth and ping-ponging back and forth with our emotions. And I, for some of you guys in here today that may be thinking, well, Wes, you're, you're a guy, so you don't, you don't, really, you don't, you don't really get it, or maybe because of your childhood or the way you grew up, you handle your emotions different. We all have them. We all have to deal with them. But the key thing that we've gotta remember is that our emotions should not be in the, in the driver's seat. But here's what we can know. Here's the encouraging thing. Emotions are a gauge to guide, not a prison to enslave. Emotions are a gauge to guide, not a prison to enslave. There are some emotions. You, 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 you were made with emotions. You can't take your emotions out. You can't be like, hey, God, I don't want any emotions. You, you have emotions. But they should be a, 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 a gauge to, to guide you a little bit. They should say, hey, 
this is, this is a feeling that's coming. This is the direction that's coming, and it should help you kind of go this way. And when you get to this direction, things are going maybe a little bit sideways, or you're going a little bit this way, and you, you got to go this way. And, and sadness is, is, is a good thing. The, the Bible talks about sadness and talks about happy times, and it talks about fear. God, it talks about all these emotions in the Bible. Every emotion you feel, God addresses them in the Scripture. And if you're like heavy, if you're heavy on one side of these emotions, and let's say you're, you're, you live in fear, and there's a lot of people that fear is their emotional, that's their compass. I'm just, I'm always, I'm always afraid. I'm always in fear. You can go on that YouVersion Bible app, and you can type in Bible studies for people who struggle with fear. Or maybe you're an anxious person. Maybe the emotion you carry is, that, Wes, I'm always anxious. I'm always anxious. I'm always anxious. I'm always anxious. You can go in the Bible app and say, I'm dealing with anxiety. And God deals with all of these emotions. And he, he wants to help you work through these emotions because he, he's given them to you to help you for them to be a guide, but he doesn't want you to be enslaved by them. See, when we're enslaved by them, our emotions, when our emotions are greater than, than God, our life can seem cloudy. Our life can seem cloudy. When I meet a lot of people, they're like, man, things are just kind of fuzzy. I don't exactly quite see straight. It's because we are led by our emotions and they go from being once a guy, but now they've enslaved us. And once they've enslaved us, our life gets cloudy. And God didn't design you to live a life that's cloudy. But you meet most people, their life is cloudy. It's maybe a little bit chaotic. Well, of course it is when you're driven by emotions. And a lot of times our emotions are shifted a little bit by outside circumstances. So things are going great with this person or with this person or this person, this person, then our, our, our emotions begin to go in a good direction. But our emotions are greater, when our emotions are greater than God, life seems cloudy and it seems chaotic. And God didn't design you to live that way. I spend most of my days and most of my time with people letting them know, hey, God did not design you to have a cloudy life. God did not design you to have a, a chaotic life. Nowhere in scripture can you find somewhere where it says God has a plan to make things chaotic. The Bible actually says the opposite. The Bible says in John chapter 10, we use this verse all the time, but God says that I've come to give you this life and give you this abundant life, this incredible life, this life that's overflowing, this life that's full. That's the life that God's designed for us to have. I was talking with a couple yesterday morning. I'm, I'm marrying this couple in, um, their wedding is in September. And what I was telling them was this, that we know more about what the world says about marriage than we actually know what the Bible actually says about marriage. And we know more about what the world says about anxiety and about emotions than probably we do about this. I, I remember Diana, Diana is a fearful person and, and to the point where when we were early on in, in, in marriage, if I left the house and I was gonna be gone away, she would call someone to come spend the night with her because she didn't want anybody to get her, you know? And I'm like, baby, no one's gonna get you because they know you belong to me. That's what I would say to her, you know? And, um, and so she, she has that. And so not only that, coupled with that, she's, she's got verses about fear. She, she's got some scripture memorized. Her mom's on the back row. She knows, I and mean, they, they've got some. And, and when she gets a little bit, sometimes she gets brave when we've had kids and maybe she didn't have anyone come spend either because she'll move one of the kids into bed with her. And when I, I remember when I first, we first got married, she was like, we got in bed and I, I saw her plug a nightlight and I'm like, baby, we don't need a nightlight. We don't. <laughs> I'm all the light you need. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's a little bit, I'm a little bit dark, but I'm all the light you need. And so I'm like, you don't need a, a nightlight, but because of her fear, she needed that, that nightlight to be able to, to, to see. I, I have some friends in here today that are brand new to our church. And, and um, sometimes I'll, if I'm honest today, I, I, I walk in sometimes with, 
with fear about what I'm about to get up here and share with you guys. And, or maybe I walk out with a little bit of, walk up here with a little bit of cloudiness and um, there's a, a sweet couple that's been coming to our church, um, Amaryllis and Eric and their son. And they said to me a few weeks ago, can we pray for you before the church service starts? I said, I'll take it. I need all the help I can get. And so we walked to, so we go back here in this little area back here and they begin, they begin to pray for me. It's an awesome, sweet time. And it's been the last two weeks. And I tell you what, man, this is the, I feel like the last two weeks have been the two of my best sermons because I feel like these guys cover me and they, and they pray for me. But they pray for things. When they get there, they say, hey, I want you to know what we prayed for you this week. They don't pray for me just on Sunday morning. They pray for me throughout the week. Well, this past week, um, they, they walked back there in the day and they said, well, we prayed for you this week. We prayed that God would keep your house safe. And I'm like, that's awesome. I appreciate that. We need that. You know, I live there. <laughs> I need to be safe, you know. And, and, um, and I, I uh, so they said, we, we prayed for your house to, to be safe. And I said, you're not going to, they believe this. I said, you're, I said, I'm glad you did that. And they said, why? I said, because this week, Friday night, you know what I'm about to say? Friday night comes in our room and she goes, Hey, there's two guys outside our, outside my window. <laughs> and so I'm like, Oh no. So I got up quick. Usually I don't get up that quick. If they come wake, if the kids come in the room, dads, I fake sleep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't laugh too loud because you don't want to know that I just gave out the secret, but we, we all know. And, and by the way, your wife's not stupid. She knows you fake sleep too. And so, and now that I know that it feels a lot better, you know, dad's like, you fake sleep. I'm like, so what? You know, I know it's okay. And so she's like, hey, so I run out, I, I jump out of the bed and I run to the window to, to look first and, and I look out there and they were gone. And I just happen to believe, I'm one of those guys that believe that people, when people pray, God, God things happen. So I believe that my house is safe that night because there was a family that day praying that God would, would, that God would surround my house and keep the gates of hell away from it and would keep the enemy away from it. I'm thankful for that. But here's what I know. I don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to live in fear because I know that God is, God is greater than, than my emotions. When your emotions are greater than God, that your life seems cloudy. But the, also, the opposite is also true. When God is greater than our emotions, it brings clarity. When your emotions get in the way, things go chaotic. And then over the next course of the, of the part of this movie, until we catch up on our, on our last clip in just a few moments, we see just three of their emotions are, are, are left behind. And if anger is your driving motion, if anger is your, is your driving motion, it's the one in the driver's seat, then you can imagine a lot of people don't want to be around someone who is angry all the time. I was telling my youth pastor last week, I remember my, I introduced you guys to my youth pastor this week. I remember he always was, he was always so aggressive. And last week it was him and his three daughters and his wife. I said, you, you have some pain that you haven't dealt with when you were younger because <laughs> you're always so angry. You always want to, you always like, he's like always threatening to beat me up. Like, and, and he was telling his daughters, like, Wesley was the most mouthiest kid in the youth group. And now I'm the mouthiest 34 year old he knows. You know, he's like, I just want to, I want, I want to beat you up, Wes. And I, I would just say, man, we need to talk about some of your, your emotions. But if anger is the driver, then not a lot of people want to be around someone who's angry all the time. That, that's a, that's an, Im, an imbalance, if you will. Or, or fear is your, is your motivator. And all you walk around is fear, then you don't really get to, go out that much. And if any of these are out of balance, you don't get to be all that God's called you to be. And, and here's, what we, here's what we know. We talk this a lot at our church, that we are a relational church. God wants you in a relationship. But if you live in fear, then you don't get to go out and you don't get to be around people. And there's some people that need to meet you. There's some people that they actually need you as a, as a friend in their life. They actually, they actually, there's some people that believe it or not, there's some people who want to be around you. We get so many people that are like bummed that have messaged us like, how come you guys don't go, go Facebook Live and this month we can't because of copyright rules and all that stuff and we're trying to stay compliant with all the rules and um, we don't want to be in trouble 
before we turned two years old. You know, so like it, what I was what I was telling them was we, we can't. She's like, well, I have this I have this 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 imbalance or this this deal where I don't want to go and I don't want to be around people. And every time someone tells me I don't want to be around people, I want to say, man, you're really awesome. You're really incredible. God made you specifically to be around people, and you don't want to be around people, but people want to be around you. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and they said, oh, we, I don't do church. I'm like, man, will you watch you? Because there's some people that you that you could really click with. Well, I don't go to church because no one there, no one at church is like me. Here's the reality. If you're in here today and you're thinking no one's like you, there's people in this room that are just like you. They're just like you. They're, they're the good things about you. They're like you. The bad things about you, they have that. And there's no perfect people here. And so there's things that you have that you could be a part of this thing called the church that God calls a church. But we're living in fear or anxiety or worry and the emotions become unlimited. God when God is greater than our emotions, it brings clarity. I think for some of us in here today, we see in that movie that all her core memories begin to go away. I think for some of us in here today, we have to develop some new core memories. We've got to develop some, some things that, are, that can actually sustain us, that can actually keep us when things are chaotic, some things that can direct us when we're chaotic. The Bible tells us this. Here's some good core memories. Here's things you want to you slip away or you want to hit save on, on, the, on that version app or you want to take a picture with your phone just a moment or write it down if you have a pen. The Bible says in Psalms 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my pathway. If your pathway is cloudy, if your pathway seems chaotic, if your pathway seems like things aren't going the way they were supposed to go, then we need to look at God's word, because it's the lamp unto our feet. I was talking to a friend of mine today, um, and um, he said something to me that was really nice. Um, it was a compliment, and it was a dig all at the same time. And, um, and uh, he was telling me, Doug, right? Is it Doug? Donnie. Don says to me, I've met him one time. His, his wife's come to our church. He works on the weekends, but he walked in. He goes, hey, man. I said, congratulations. He's like, yeah, I mean, I was just praying that I wasn't going to have twins like you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm like, you know what the good news for you is, Don? God doesn't hate you. He hates me. That's why he gave me twins. You know, like, you're, be lucky. Be thankful you're not having twins. And so he said, I was just, I was super, super excited about that. But, man, I know when you have a kid and you're not preparing to have a kid or we're not preparing to have twins or when you're, when I was talking to a friend of mine this week at CrossFit and she was saying my friend is about to lose his job or relationally or, or financially. When things are chaotic, you need a clear pathway. But we're on this pathway and like nothing's making sense to us. And the reason why it's not making sense to us is because we're, we're, we're going by our emotions and we ought to be going by God's word. We got to use his word. Sometimes like I'm going to follow my emotions and let my emotions take me. If you follow your emotions, you're never going straight. You're going left to right to left to right to left to right to left to right to down to up to down. To up. And that's how you live every single day of your life. Or you can get on the path that's God's word and there's actually some light there. Is it going to be easy? Heck no. You'll never hear me say it's easy. Is it hard still? Absolutely. But at least there's light. At least you can see where you're going. Um, the Garmin's gave my kids these cool little unicorns. Unicorns. They call them unicorns. And they're awesome until the battery died. And uh, because we're good parents, they've reminded us six nights in a row that the battery's dead. I push the button anyways, pretend like I don't hear them, and walk out the door. Last night, I was like, I'm going to put batteries in this thing. Well, the problem with the batteries, these things are so awesome. They last so long. And the light stays on for like 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Like the thing won't go off. Last night I walk in the room, like they're up playing around, you know, high-fiving, hope high-fives. They're having a blast in there. It's because this stupid unicorn has lit the whole room up. They love it. Thanks, Rob and Amy. 
and, they, and they, they're so nice that they actually bought us two. We threw one away. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know what the other one is, but I know we got one and it worked. When it works, it, it works good, but there's so much light in the room. Does that mean, does that, mean that, that, that gives them temporary relief that things are gonna be okay, they can see, but the reality is you need some light on your path and that's a core memory they need to have. The Bible says in Psalms uh, chapter 61, verse two, when my heart is overwhelmed, and your heart gets overwhelmed, your, your life, it gets, if you're alive, if you're human, if you're, if you're existing in the world that we call world that all of us are in, you get overwhelmed sometimes. And when you get overwhelmed, the psalmist says, lead me to the towering rock. This rock that's the towering rock is, is God. And the rock that's God, it doesn't move. Like you can, you can hang on to that rock and, and rest assured you're gonna be okay. You can hang on to that rock and you can rest assured that it isn't gonna fall apart and gonna crumble. You can rest assured if a tornado comes or life comes or earthquake comes or whatever comes your way, that rock ain't gonna bend over, it ain't gonna break, it ain't gonna fall down because that rock is a tiring rock and that rock won't move. And that's a core memory you need to have. The fact that God is a light, man, and that's the thing about God, that's why we encourage you to read your Bible, and that's why we're saying you, because there's so many things that God is, or some of you guys, you've given your life to Christ, and we've told you guys before, like, hey, there's so much more we wanna teach you, we wanna connect you with Josh, and, and be a part of this spiritual development, because we want you to know there's so many things that you don't know about God, but isn't it credible to know that God is a light so you can see, but at the same time, he's a rock that won't move? That's a lot. Like, how can he be both light and rock at the same time? Because last time I checked, you can't see through a rock, but you can see through light, but God and only God can be both of those things. The Bible also says, Psalms chapter 23, verse four, the Bible says, here's a core, core memory you wanna hang on to. Yea, or yeah, depending on where you're from. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll take a look at my life. No, that's an old rap song. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Like, you can't make God up. Like, you can't make this stuff up. This stuff is like, you're like, Wes, you had me on the rock, that was awesome. The light thing, that's cool, but now you're telling me he's alive and he's got a, he's got a rod and a staff and, and they comfort and protect you. Yeah, he does all those things. He's, there's so many things that you don't even know he does that we don't even have enough time to unpackage it all. I love, what the, I love what God's word says. God said there's not enough books in the world to actually record all the things that God did, Jesus did in his little short lifetime. And we look at Jesus' life, we look at, that reveals more about who his character, who, who he is and what he was and what he could do and how that transfers to you and I as his sons and his daughters. But this guy is a rock that won't move, a light that gives us a pathway, and it says that he walks around with, a, with, with though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, we don't have to fear evil because he has a rod and staff, they're gonna comfort us. So here's the reality. Sometimes your emotions are gonna take you down to a valley that you shouldn't be in, that God didn't design for you. Maybe we designed it for ourselves because sometimes we design our own valleys. Just nod your head, you don't have to agree on that. That doesn't get a good amen typically. Sometimes we dig our own ditches. I've dug my own ditch before. You've probably dug your own ditch before. Maybe you didn't have to dig your ditch. Maybe some of the relationships that you were in, that you went in, maybe they dug a, a ditch for you. And maybe that wasn't a ditch. Maybe it seemed like it was a, it was a, they built a pond in front of you and you're like, you're just sinking in the middle of it. The Bible says when you walk through the valley of shadow of death, it's okay because there's a, there's a shepherd with you. He's a rock and he's a light and he's a shepherd. And he has a, a, a rod and a staff that they actually, they protect you and they, they comfort you. Would you wanna rely on that 
Him, God, a rock that won't move, a light that can show some pathways, or would you want to roll the dice and go with your emotions? <laughs> no one would choose that. No one would choose it by purpose. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to roll the dice with my emotions. I hope tomorrow's. I'm hoping tomorrow I'm a nut job. No one's going to say that. But when we choose or we don't dive into God's word and we don't learn that he's a rock and he's a light and he's a comforter and he's a protector and he's a provider, we don't learn all these things about who God is, then we basically by default choose the fact that we're gonna go with our emotions and what the world says about our emotions. Some of you guys are like, some of you guys may be thinking, well, Wes, you don't, you don't know my state. You don't know what I've, what I've been through. And here's the good news. You're right. And, and I could sit with you and I could hang out with you, and if I've never lived, I've never walked in your shoes, then I'll never get what you go through. I, 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 don't, I don't get that. Our business owners in here today, I have a heart for business owners. I have no, I get it, but not the level in which you get it. I, I, I love when I see our business owners, I'm like, how was your week? <laughs> and when they're good, they're good. But when the problems are big, like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Like, this, just, you don't want to know about it. I walk in sometimes across CrossFit and I say, Lee, how was your week? And sometimes I don't have to ask him. Like it's on his face. We go through these tough times and tough times happen. We go through these trials and they happen. But it's good to know that when we go through them, there's a God who's there with us. And when he's not there, things are chaotic and crazy. You and I can develop new core values, new core values, new core memories. We all can, we all have the power to. Every single one of us in here today. Like, Wes, the pain's deep. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I get it. Wes, the, you, the, the pain is, 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 is unbearable. I'm, I understand. The situation is, is not changing. It's not getting any better. I, I understand that. I, I understand. You, I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes. I don't, the circumstances that you were, you were dealt with uh, this week, um, I, don't, I don't understand those. But I, know, I do know this, that you can create some, some more core memories. Um, I'm going to share something with you um, that, uh, that happened this week. Uh, last Saturday, we were at 4th of July at Party in the Park, and we were passing out flyers and inviting people. And I got a text from Dustin last week, and Dustin said, um, Dustin called me, and I'm like, why is he calling me? Like, it must be a pro- if he's calling me, it must be a problem. I'm like, who still calls people nowadays? I thought we were texting and using emojis. <laughs> and um, he said, uh, so I texted him, and I texted him back and I said, hey, miss you out here. And so I called him and he said, hey, my, my parents' house is on fire. I said, dang it, man, that stinks. And, and um, yeah, it does stink. She's with me. And uh, so fast, fast forward the whole week, you know, as, that, as you can imagine, losing a lot of your stuff, losing, losing memories and all that goes with having a house fire if you've ever experienced it before you know what it's like if you've never experienced it before then you obviously have no clue what it's like i.e myself and um last night I, I i talked to dustin and and um pat and kim are here today and and you would think you know your parents getting sick a year ago would you know and having to take care of your parents that would be like bad enough and you would think having a heart attack six, eight weeks ago would be bad enough, but they went, God went ahead and gave them a house fire. Like, God's like, all right, you guys can handle more apparently. <laughs> and um, I called Pat and I said, man, you can't catch a break, you know? You're like, what pastor says that? I don't know. It's what, it's what popped in my head. And 
I was talking to Dustin last night and he said, he said, man, he goes, I, and, and if you, if you can know their story, like I know their story, it's just cool. But I was talking to Dustin last night. It's been a, a, literally a full week and I was in my garage sitting there and he was him, him basically giving me the Monday through Friday, the story and taking off work for him and what all that means for him and what it means for them, what they lost, what they, all the things we're having a full conversation about it. And he said, man, he's like, he said, I said, how's your dad doing? Dad's a, is a, in law enforcement and can't tell you what, one of those jobs where you can't tell what he does or you have to kill you, one of those kind of things. And so um, how he was just talking about that and about life. And he said, man, my dad has mentioned Jesus this week so many times. And it's, it's, it's cool to see how they are mapping this whole life chaoticness through the path of God and him being sovereign, him being the creator of the universe. And I share that with you to say this, that our relationship with Jesus should be the thing that guides us and defines us. A relationship with Jesus, our relationship with Jesus ought to be the thing that guides us and defines us. I'm sure this week the emotions were all over the place. Frustration, discouragement, madness, sadness, you know, then you get throw me in the mix, not knowing what to say, saying stupid stuff. That makes it all the more complicated. <laughs> And I, and I want to say to Pat and Kim, and I, I want to, and, and I didn't ask them if I can share this with you today, and I took the liberty. But I, what I want to say to all of us in here today, no matter what situation that you're in, that life isn't always going to be easy. Your emotions aren't always going to line up. But here's what I do know: our, our relationship with Jesus, it should guide us, and it should define us. I've always said this, I don't know what I'll do if I go through chaoticness or devastation or frustration, but I hope that I can say that my relationship with Jesus is guiding me and it's defining me. And I'm encouraged, Pat and Kim, you know, that you, that you guys can stand through the fire, literally, and say, I, you know, God's gonna work this thing out. I love that. I love that Rob can say, I lost my job for many, many, many months. And, and I know this, God's gonna work it out. My, their relationship with Jesus defines them and guides them. I'll tell you this one more thing about Pat. Pat hasn't been a Christian. Pat's 40 plus. I don't know how old he is. But Pat, has, Pat wasn't a kid that has been saved in church, loving Jesus whole entire life. If you would meet Pat, you'd say, oh, he's, he's, you would classify him as a quasi-new believer. But here's what I want to tell you, Pat and Kim and Brittany and Dustin. They got two awesome kids too. You're, much, you're a lot further along than you think you are. Oh, they're new Christians. Well, after this year, they've, they've graduated some notches. You've, you, you guys have proven the fact, because the things that you guys go through, most people say, oh, I'm done with God. He screwed me over and I'm done. And we can all know someone or you yourself have said that. But I'm so thankful, I'm encouraged. We are a young church and there's a lot of new believers in here today. But for you guys to say, I, I can see God working this out, that puts you at a whole nother level of maturity. And I say this a lot to a lot of people, you're doing better than you think you're doing, but man, you guys have matured this year. I'm so proud of you guys. And it's not them, it's the God in them. And in, in this moment right here, I wanna make sure, here's why we do what we do, I wanna make sure you have an opportunity to have God in you, to have God in your circumstances, to have God in your life, to have God in your, in your praises, and also to have God in your problems because life makes more sense when he's there. 
And when he's not there, you have to run and you have to keep running and keep on running. And you never ever find the answer until you've tried everything and then you try God again. I wanna save you the step today of the running. I wanna save you some, some years on your life. I wanna save, I don't wanna save you from saying, man, I wish I could have some years back. I'm gonna save you. I wanna, I wanna, have, I wanna give you an opportunity to, to, to not have to go down a path that, that, that no one should have to go down because God has made a way for you not to go down that path. So I wanna invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. I,